welcome to the 17th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. I'm Samantha Blackman, one of your co-hosts, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue uh, main campus in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, um, where I teach rhetoric and composition. Uh, specifically, I focus on digital humanities and minority rhetorics. Um, and right now, my main area of research is uh, rhetoric and video games. I am joined tonight, as usual, by my two co-hosts, Alex Lane and Sarah White. Mm-hmm. I'm Alex. I am a PhD student in rhetoric and composition at wonderful West Lafayette's Purdue University also. And I study games and rhetoric and I'm very excited about NFL Sunday Ticket to Go on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> very, really excited. Very excited. Yeah, so don't don't uh, sell it short. You're very, very, very excited. I, I believe there was some squealing and slamming of the hands on the desk. Feeling. There might even have been a cigarette smoked afterwards. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure. Um... I am Sarah White. I teach to the north of these two fine uh, women and uh, at Purdue North Central, and I get allowed to teach, uh, well, right now I'm teaching a vampire and writing class. Uh, I get to teach uh, business writing, and my favorite, of course, is creative writing, and so my tendency is to look at video games in terms of their narrative um, offerings, what, what are they giving us, uh, what are they doing and changing in terms of uh, you know how we approach storytelling and 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 the book itself even and how it's it's kind of altering that so uh, that's who I am that's what I am interested in and yes Samantha well <clears throat> we will get started in the way that we usually will and we'll start with um, going through what you what we've been playing what are we reading and finally our favorite what are we drinking um. So um, I think we'll start with, with what you're playing. And I, I think we'll go through this fairly quickly because I get the feeling that the bulk of our conversation tonight is probably going to cover uh, the games that I've been playing this week. So I won't talk too much about them. Um, first, uh, I have this week been playing two games mostly. Um, I've been playing Deus Ex Human Revolution um, for the last couple of weeks. Um, and <laughs> I did the thing. It, I, uh, I stalked the red box, uh, app on my phone <laughs> until it popped up, uh, the, the, the night before, even though I had already ordered it, I just couldn't play. I couldn't wait to play. Yeah, I know it's horrible. I had already ordered it from Amazon. And, uh, so I stalked the red box app, got it Tuesday um, played it for a couple of days until my copy actually came in. Uh, cause I, you know, hadn't pre-ordered it with the pre-order, you know, with the pre-order, you know, um, guarantee that it was going to be there on launch day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other game that I've been playing and I, I also stalked on my Redbox app, which is really sad. I should not be stalking my phone at midnight. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's really sad. Or um, awesome. Or awesome. That's right. Um, <laughs> Uh, and picked up on my way to school early in the morning, on my way to drop my kid off at school, which was even worse, uh, was Dead Island, uh, which I said I was not going to buy. And I still have not bought. (laughs) 
that's not going to stop me from buying it. Um, but those are the two games that I've been playing. Um, both interesting games. Um, and I'm like, I said, I'm not going to talk too much about them. Um, Deus Ex, Deus, Deus Ex, <laughs> it's been pretty interesting for me for a number of reasons. Um, as has Dead Island, but Dead Island really was a good thing for me one day when I needed vodka and zo- I needed vodka and zombies to get me through the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we saw that. We saw that on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I needed that day. Therapy. That's what I've been playing this week. <laughs> what about y'all? Um, I've been playing with you, so I've been also playing Deus Ex and um, Dead Island. And I think I'll tell my Deus Ex story now. What do you think? Yeah, do it. So I'm playing poker last night <laughs> with uh, Mike's Mike and his friends. This is uh, appropriate poker, not like strip poker. No, this is total. This is okay. serious All poker, right. like All throw right. down, yeah. cash in the pot. It's legal to gamble and stuff here, right? Yeah, cash in the pot. Um, <laughs> and so I'm sitting around, right? Everyone's got these like cigarettes and cigars, and we got our oh, beers. Yeah. Like six guys are on the table and me. And I, uh, one of his friends is a gamer, so I look over and I go, Hey, Steve, you interested in Day of Sex? <laughs> of course, which they all heard Day of Sex. And one of his friends leans over and he goes, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but Mike's right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, was my face so red. <laughs> yeah, they probably jealous of your husband. <laughs> Hey, you know about the day of sex? You know sex? about the day of sex? <laughs> <laughs> what day is that exactly, Alex? <laughs> Any day, apparently, for me. September 3rd. Any yeah. day, anybody. So, <laughs> my caveat to day, day of sex is be careful how you phrase it to people when you're trying to get them to play with you. Or <laughs> yeah, play with you, yeah. Of the, right, exactly. Anything of the sort. So, um, yeah, I, I played some of that. Um... And then I played some Dead Island. We're getting into the, all this later there. Yeah, Samantha. I think so. so. I've been playing some Dead Island. And then I've been playing my indie game of the week, which I think we are also getting into later, called Puzzle Pirates, which is as awesome as it sounds. Um, I've played Puzzle Pirates before. Oh, have you? Yeah. Well, that's my indie game of the week. So there. Um, and I've been playing a ton of Black Ops to the point where I tried to pick up I think it was it like a dollar or a piece of paper or something anyway with my thumb and my um my index finger and my hand like started shaking and my muscles were like quivering I'm like what is wrong with me and then I realized that I had been playing so much Call of Duty that my muscles were starting to I don't know get overworked stop working I have a dis- I have a hand disease I don't know strengthen I think some strange uh what do you call it uh repetitive stress injury yeah some sort of repetitive stress injury i think because i'm like gripping the controller so hard when i'm like trying to kill people so well that happens yeah i just started the hardcore mode so that's the that's the thing that's been keeping me playing all week i really enjoy that so cool yeah very interesting well i uh, my game is gonna have to probably fall on the indie game of the week as well i've I played something called Runespell Overture. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Talking about poker. I and um, uh, I also, and this is a news story, uh, I, I don't know how many, I don't know if you guys did this or not, but I did play Tea Party Zombies Must Die. Oh, I have been hearing all about that. I saw the greatest mm-hmm. headline, conservatives dislike 
Tea Party Zombies Must Die. <laughs> I, in fact, played it. So I suppose I should hold my thunder until a little bit later. Because I level, you know, I went through all the levels. Uh, anyway. And um, mm, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I've just been playing my usual suspects. You know, like Red Dead when I get a chance. And my Harry Potter Legos. You know what I mean? So um, nothing to out of my realm but uh yeah that's what i was doing that's what i was doing cool yeah all right party down very cool all right ladies so the next question is what you're reading um gosh i don't know what to say you just got a new book i did just get a new book i talked about it last time um and i uh hadn't uh, had a chance to 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 read it yet um but what i have been reading um this time around is kurt squire's new book um video games and learning um and um i've started reading ian bogost's uh things to do with video games i think is the title um and i have to say that you know ian's books really disappoint um, and this one doesn't either. Let me say that before I, that, that didn't sound too good from the beginning. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's really smart and, and, uh, has some interesting things to say. And I think that this book, I haven't gotten too far into it yet. Um, because I was also reading Kurt Squire's book and doing a lot of other stuff and reading a lot of other stuff that's non, um, games related. Um, but definitely, um, I want, I'm going to want to talk about this one a bit more later because it, it is talking about how, you know, how we can use games, you know, outside of just kind of simple. I won't say simple because there's nothing simple about it, but outside of entertainment uh, for mm-hmm. pure entertainment or pleasure. Um, the other book that I've been reading is Kurt Squire's um, Video Games and Learning, um, which is an interesting book. Uh, let's say I'll say that much. I don't know. Um, I think it's 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 a really great book for someone who's interested in getting into video games and learning video games and education mm-hmm. to try to figure out where it started, um, how you know how we might get into it, and what kinds of things can be done. Um, uh, and it's like I said, it it, it is interesting. Uh, probably and more geared toward that audience than specifically for me. I have not finished the book, so I can't say anything about the end of it. And I'll I'll reserve um, final review for finishing it. Hmm. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. What um, about you guys? I have been reading. Uh, actually, I just got an an issue of a journal that I'd never seen before called Kill Screen. Donna lent that to Sam who lent it to me um and it's pretty cool it's not academic it's not an academic journal um it's actually a games magazine is what it it's is it's a games magazine but it's, it's beautiful it's mm. absolutely beautiful what's it called again it's called Kill Screen Kill Screen okay yeah, it's a game magazine I mean it and it's beautiful it's got these these great color pictures. Um, it's bound like an academic journal kind of, but That's it's right. in full color. Um, and it talks about games from a really kind of serious standpoint. And the articles are really well written. I've seen um, issues before, mm-hmm. 
but you have to. They, I've, I've never. He bought them at a com, He bought that issue at a comic store in Chicago. Right. I wonder if the comic store here has. I doubt it, because you know we are still in small town Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you can't usually buy it in the bookstore like next to the other, you know, game magazines or or what have you. And you have to you have to order them online, either individual issues or subscribe. And I think the subscription is like uh, it comes out quarterly, and I think it's forty bucks a year. Mm. So it's kind of pricey, but it is a beautiful magazine slash right. journal. Right, it it really is. It looks like it's about um, a subscription. Yeah, forty bucks, and it's about fifteen bucks a an, an issue if you just want to get an issue. So yeah, mm. but mm. it's it's yeah, it's really great. So um, I read that. I've read a lot. I've been reading. I have a gender ret in the body class. I've been reading a lot mm. of gender theory, um, but not much game theory. Although there's a book coming out that I'm very excited for, and it's called. Oh no, now I lost my notes. Um, let's see. Sorry for the click there. It's called Video Games and Psychotherapy, mm. or Psycholotherapy, oh, which I wrote great. in the Google Docs. So sorry, that's wrong. So psycho, uh, video games and psychotherapy. So I'm very excited to read that book. It sounds like it's, uh, uh, it sounds like it's fairly legit and, um, written by a pretty well-respected, um, psychologist. So I'm, I am looking, it's in my cart. I'm looking forward to purchasing that. So I will be able to talk about that soon. Hopefully. Somebody that sounds, trains. I, uh, not me. <laughs> Somebody sounds what? trains oh that's me that's me (laughs) also for some reason my my chair is like squeaking and it's showing up really loud on the thing so oh i haven't heard your squeak yet but i do hear your train oh good yeah that's my train um wow that that sounds that sounds awesome i mean uh like i said the 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 two serious papers involving video games that i've been involved with that eventually did see you know, some recognition. It did involve psychoanalysis and video games. So mm-hmm. I, that sounds, that uh, particular book, you know, are, you know, sounds really fabulous to me. Um, that said, um, to continue what I've been uh, most interested in uh, this, you know, these few months, uh, I was continuing my reading of, of Freud. Uh, I know, Freud. Uh, but anyway, uh, Civilization uh-huh. and Its Discontents. And uh, I think I spoke last time uh, about the death drive and, you know, this, this renewed kind of interest in how uh, video games shape our notions of death and this idea of saving points or whatever. You know, I mean, I, I, think, yeah. much, I think much could be made of that. But um, so other than continuing that, that kind of look and reading um, articles that I've seen in the news, I, I really can't say that I've read um, anything new. Um, but certainly what Alex has just presented us with is something that I think I would be very interested in. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to purchase it and I can send it to you when I'm finished. And perhaps that sounds like a, a good plan. Yeah. Or I'll purchase it and send it to you. It is. I like, I like that idea better. <laughs> <laughs> like it is. Well, you're a grad student. Yeah. Anything free. You know? That's true. I, we had a, we had a party. For uh, feed the first years because the incoming TAs don't get paid until like September 
30th or 29th or something crazy. So they have to work a month and a half without getting paid. So we had this party called Feed the First Year where everybody made, like, these huge dishes and or some people sent, like, dry goods for them to take. But they were all being really polite. And so they weren't taking... Um, all the food, right? And almost all of them had left. And I stuffed my purse with food like you wouldn't believe. So I stole food from people that we were donating food to. Doesn't that make me a horrible person? No. Yes. It It was so good, though. Oh, my God. The stuff that people made were good. It looks like I saw an empty, uh, I saw an empty Tupperware container, Sam, that looked like it had the remnants of your, uh, your ZD in it. So someone here enjoyed that. Listen, all I have to tell you, Alex, are two words. Charles Darwin, survival <laughs> of the fittest. I mean, you take it, you take it and run. That's a good idea. So I'll convince people to feel sorry for other people and like give them stuff and then yeah. take uh-huh. a cut for myself. There you go. You can call it a finder's fee. <laughs> That's right, a finder's fee. I like that. I think I'm getting this capitalism thing all worked out. You've got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. What you drink, Sam? Yeah, well, we know what she's I'm drinking. sorry. I was, I was buying the psychotherapy book. Oh, were you? So it looks like Sam's going to buy it and give it to me, and then I'll send it She's to you. She's going to loan it through the ring. Yeah. And I'll tell you the secret about loaning Amazon books. As long as you, as long as you um, download it and then turn off your wireless so that the WhisperNet can't, can't detect whether or not you still have it, it won't take it back. She's crafty. Well, I know that because I borrowed a book from my mother and the lending period was like two weeks and you could only lend it like to somebody once. Right. And um, I wasn't finished with it. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds sneakalicious. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. See? And that's a nice segue because speaking of... uh, Sneakalicious? (laughs) Sneakalicious. (laughs) Uh next, Next time I'm drinking something different. What are you, are you drinking? What you always drinking there? I'm what I'm always drinking, but it's like I said, it's it's getting cold. So you gotta uh, go apple pie. I'm telling you. I saw Sam host some red wine, which she usually does not do. How'd you feel the next day? Did you feel okay? I was fine. Um, there are certain red wines that are I can drink because they're not as heavy in tannins, and Shiraz is one of them. Mm-hmm. So I can drink a Shiraz, um, and that's what I was drinking last night. They, they 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 introduced me to the Tisdale, which is <laughs> which is the uh-huh. it's the it's the it's the favorite grad student cheap wine. It's like uh-huh. 12, 12 bottles for a dollar or some shit like it, that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's three it's three bottles for nine dollars. Yeah, and oh, we like even trade. like the tailgaters <laughs> the tailgaters group called themselves uh, the Tisdale tailgaters. It's like a it's a real big thing. That sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. We emailed them and asked them for sponsorship. Yeah, that was after a couple bottles of the Tisdale. Oh boy! So I I did have a glass and a half of Tisdale last night, mm. and it didn't kill me. No, no, good. That's good. That's I was very pleased with that. I would imagine so. <laughs> what do you guys? <laughs> just I'm just imagining. <laughs> well, I, for some reason, I've been like 60 years old this week. Because I went to the store and I bought a port wine cheese ball and a case of ginger ale. Oh, good Lord. I thought you were going to tell us you bought us like a box of wine. (laughs) No, so I've been drinking a lot of ginger ale and eating port wine cheese ball. Um, But uh, I I have a ginger ale in one hand and a mound builder in the other. 
um, which is a type of beer from People's, the uh, brewery here. So that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. I only have like a half glass up because I think I'm getting a cold. Can you guys hear me sniffling? Yeah, I heard the sniffle. Yeah. I don't know if it's colds or allergies because my nose is stuffy too. That's it. I usually don't have allergies, but uh, but yeah. It, it uh, allergies are in the air. I mean, if you look at the weather channel, they're saying who's got high allergens for Maybe the Maybe I day. do have allergies and I just Yeah, I mean, I like, Michi- I know that Michigan City is having, like, a high pollen day. I mean, that, uh, you know, whatever it's worth, but. What are you drinking, like, Sarah? Well, my dear, uh, you know, fellow podcasters, I'm having a little uh, absolute. Mm. And. Lemonade? No, no, I am going a little bit hardcore diet sun-kissed. Yeah, it's that classy over here. That's right. Orange soda. Bring the class over here. Sun-kissed isn't orange, is it? Isn't it like yellow? No, it's it's Oh, I'm thinking squirt. Yeah, it's orange. Yeah, diet sun-kissed is orange pop. (laughs) That's right. I like orange pop. Let me just say, when I was in high school, of course, when you're in high school, you're drinking whatever you can. Mm -hmm. Yes, I used to drink tequila and orange pop <laughs> because I always had orange pop in the house and tequila was like the one liquor that mom, that we kept because they, because my mother and stepfather kept the bar stock, mm. um, but nobody ever drank the tequila. So I could drink the tequila without anybody knowing. Mm. There's a reason we're friends, Sam. <laughs> so I used to drink tequila and orange pop. And since I, since it was a regular thing, I just made it into a drink and started calling it the gay Mexican. Uh, what? <laughs> Sun kissed and tequila. That is horrible. <laughs> Sheesh. What's wrong with you? I'm like gay. I can say those already. kinds of things. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're Mexican, though. Oh, <laughs> well, the tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. All right, all right. But yeah, that is crazy. That is I know it's pretty okay. funny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Of all the things I expected to come out of your mouth, that was not one of them. <laughs> Sam Blackman, you have surprised me tonight. <laughs> oh. Surprises me every night. Mm-hmm. Gotta you. keep things fresh. Gotta keep things fresh. <laughs> Yikes. That sounds like, yeah, yeah, gross. Okay. It was pretty, it was probably pretty disgusting. I don't even remember. That was like <laughs> a long time ago. I can't believe I can still drink tequila considering how much I drank in high school and middle school. Ugh, I cannot do tequila. That is one that I cannot do. It's oh man, not- I love me some tequila. She just snuck in the fact that she said high school and middle school. I know. She did say middle school. Well, I had yeah. older siblings. So. Uh huh. Way to pay attention, Samantha. That went right over my head. You're oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah. That's how we yeah. roll. Okay. You don't know how many things can be put in a water bottle and brought to a sporting event. All right. Oh, God, Actually, I'm sure you do. Sick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> news. News. Am I supposed to talk about the news since I posted them today? Well. well we I can, can only talk about one aspect of the news that I participated in. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm, can I, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna skip down the list a little bit because I have one that I love so much. I'm gonna steal the one I want to talk about. Is it about Fox News? No, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> oh my gosh, I must have lasted for five minutes straight. Okay, so Fox News. There's a video up on uh, GamePolitics.com. And it's a, a video of Fox News attacking people who make environmentally conscious video games as trying to 
manipulate and brainwash children to the liberalist agenda. Here are their examples. Um, one, the McDonald's game, which, understandable, like, that is not any, no, pulls no punches about what it's trying to do, right? And their big qualm was that it was saying slaughtering instead of, like, they said Sesame Street, who uses fun, fuzzy puppets to try and get people to, like, recycle. Um, but they said the word slaughter, which is totally ridiculous. And, and they, their big point was that these games are using fear tactics. Um... Yes, let me, let me let me start over. So Fox okay. News is claiming Fox News is claiming that these video games are so manipulative because they use fear tactics. Okay. So I, I could say it a few more times for anyone who mm. doesn't find the irony in that, right? Um, so anyway, so their 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 big one that they were harping on is um, Sim City, uh, a new Sim City game. It's called like World on Your Shoulder or something like that, um, or the World Fate of the World. And um, that you get uh, penalized for having really high pollution. And so this is outraging people. Because you don't in the real world. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> Clearly. So they're, because these games are using fear tactics by penalizing you for not being environmentally conscious. And mm -hmm. interspersed throughout this video are the pictures, uh, are the is the video of the moms playing that game. What was that game? That's like your mom's going to hate this game. Oh boy! What, what was, was that? that one? Do you remember that game? Ugh, I remember. Oh, I hate this, and yeah, they're showing the scared moms. So, like throughout this, they're showing the moms playing and being like, "This is horrible! This is so horrible!" Right? Yes. <laughs> and but it's like with cutscenes of Sims, Dead Space, Sim too. City, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> that was it. Dead Space, Dead Space. That's right. Dead space. That's okay. right. So they're using the the scared video of the moms to talk about. How, how horrible and brainwashing these videos that try to get you to be environmentally conscious are. Furthering the liberalist agenda. Fear tactics. That's, that was nice. Liberals. That's yeah. my favorite news. It, you have to watch the video. We'll post, we can post it. it, it it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, it's quite hilarious. Um, so someone else can take one so I don't take them all. Okay, I want to take this one. <laughs> I think the, the, the interesting one is the, the hidden, um, one of the secret achievements mm -hmm. in Dead Island. Uh, is the feminist whore achievement, which I think is is pretty interesting. And Techland, um, the game publisher, I believe, yeah. it ca actually came out. Developer, it's not publisher. Developer came yeah. out and apologized uh, for the anti what they call the anti feminist slur. Um, and uh, the I have to read this. It's funny. Yeah, uh, it obviously violates professional and ethical standards at Techland and should never have happened. We are investigating this right now and we'll issue a statement later. For now, I can only express my sincerest apologies for this incident and assure you that whoever acted so irresponsibly did not represent the views and opinions of Techland. <laughs> I'm equally sure that aside from the author of that unfortunate line of code, everyone at the office is as, is as disturbed by this as you are. Let me just say, as someone who's played Dead Island, I call bullshit on that one. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't wait for this next part to come up. Go Sam! <laughs> <laughs> Because we're talking about that next. I'm not going to talk about that right now. Oh, God. So good. So good. 
<laughs> on this particular statement, he the thing is, like, he sounds so sincere. And, oh, yeah. and I like that. Well, I, there, I, I have mixed feelings. I, I, on one hand, like that they're putting some onus on the coders. Like, look, you can't just hide behind these neutral lines of code and say anything you want. On the other hand, they can't pretend like this isn't representing their um, the climate in their business because it's not one. Just one person doesn't get this rogue line across, right? And if that oh, yeah. did happen, then the va- the video game should reflect their values except for that one little part which i know you're going to get into so right i won't go i won't go there hmm. but it's yeah it, it it sounds so sincere to me i want to be like well obviously he didn't know well yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and you can read my upcoming dissertation in three years if you want to learn more about coding mm-hmm. and this type of thing interesting that's my plug Okay. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sarah? Do we know which one you're taking? Go for it. <laughs> well, actually, there's a. I did. I did read the article about slavery, the game. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and I was like, uh, okay. Um, I mean, I was interested in 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 you in you all's thoughts of this as well because I was like, well, they're trying to say, oh, we were advertising to a younger group. Um, you know, but it, 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 as you say, it, you know, in our in our notes, it's the the game. Oh, it turns out to be a documentary. I mean, it didn't seem that way. I don't know. I don't know if there's a certain amount of um, respect and ethics that were kind of. Uh, I don't know. You know, I I thought it was a good, a very good news story, um, in terms of what it was kind of asking us to to take a look at. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about it. So, I mean, Alex, well, you posted it, or you know, Samantha, what do you guys? I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, because it, it yeah. was, you know, mm-hmm. that that's their their take on viral marketing or what have you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and it does make light of a serious subject in many ways, mm-hmm. but I don't think that there was anything offensive in what I saw. Okay. In the in the in the original kind of slavery the game promo video, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's been I want to say it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember there being anything like offensive in the in the promo itself. Now the you know the thought of it as a game and you being able to discipline yeah. and exploit slaves, you know, did have its issues. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the the idea of it being trivialized and marketed as a quote-unquote game you know i mean i think that's probably what well we do plenty of stuff like that as games i mean we've got the you know we've got all the games that come out of killing babies right i mean we've got serious games that do that all the time so i don't i don't know that that that's any different from like the um the haiti game and the um uh, what was the other one you know the one that uh the the african genocide game where you have to... Uh, Are you talking about the Darfur game? Yeah. Dying for Darfur? Darfur's dying, mm. right? Yeah. Where you have to, like, escape the jean and not be raped mm-hmm. and, and murdered mm. or, you know, otherwise tortured. And, of course, you can't escape. Right, and there is no escape, right. Mm. So, I mean, so I don't know that that... that I don't see that necessarily as trivializing it because we've seen some solid examples of taking some controversial 
heart-wrenching, um, horrible issues and making them into serious games in a way that help people understand or feel the sense of helplessness. Well, right? yeah, and I th- yeah, and I think I would I would add to that because I was sort of like, well, that would make an interesting game, you know. Where I I, I remember I, I pushed it kind of forward and in my head, and I thought, well, that would kind of put us in an interesting uh, psychological, you know position if they did ask us to turn it if it, you know what I mean like if it wasn't just a documentary if it was a game I don't know mm-hmm. yeah the reason I posted is because um, of the discussions we've been having lately about trying to represent really difficult issues as respectfully as possible and I think this is one of the from times, history right yeah. right exactly exactly and so uh, I think this is one of the occasions when I saw it um, I thought about the context of it if Rockstar had put out a similar commercial mm. yeah. um I don't think I would have taken it the same way as people who did this documentary who obviously really are invested in it and made this. I don't think it was like, it, I don't think it was, a tri- they were trying to make it trivial, right? Certainly. Mm-hmm. But they were, um, trying to I, appeal. Yeah. They were, they were, I mean, I think it was, they were, they were sort of making a point, you know, and like Sam was saying, I, I saw that and wasn't, wasn't immediately offended. And, and what that taught me is that, these types of things can't be can't be divorced from the context in which they come from, right? Right. Yeah. No, I accept that. Like right. if uh, like if we came out with some sort of Duke Nukem type character, <laughs> right? People would obviously know that we're trying to critique something because of our stance all of yeah. the time. You know. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So. I, thought, I just yeah, and, and and all these things that we we've said here, I think of course are are, are completely excellent. But uh, you know, uh, the fact that it turns out to be a documentary, you know, they're using sort of a um, I don't know. I, I, as I as again, like I said before, as a, pr- a practitioner of, of creative writing, fiction, nonfiction, creative nonfiction, you know, I find it very fascinating that they are using a documentary style. Um, to, you know, this sort of fictitious game. You know, I mean, I just, again, I see it as an interesting blend of the genres and what they're trying to do. But, um, yeah, the game, the, the news story that I can shed the most light upon, I do believe, mm-hmm. is the one that was posted that says, Glenn Beck hates new game, Tea Party <laughs> Zombies Must Die. Um, this is a first-person shooter, and I couldn't resist. I'm like, all right, I'm... I'm heading into this. Did either of you guys try to play it? No. Okay. I have it. Okay. Did you try to play it, uh, Alex? Alex went to get water. Okay. She is away. But anyway, um, I uh, I did, in, in fact, try to play it. It's scary as hell with the little sound effects. You know, there's like this like zombie sound. And, <laughs> you know. And uh, if you click on it and uh, you go to the news story, there's there's one more click. You have to go to the game itself. And I thought, all right, all right, let me let me see what this is about. So um, there's the scary sound effects. I had to turn it way down because I'm like, I can't handle this. Um, and and you can have a little uh, option of meeting the zombies, and you can uh, be you can confront an angry white guy who has like a red, white, and blue tie. Uh, a sort of ambiguous, generic, blonde uh, fox commentator. You know, she's coming at you with these giant boobs, and she's been, like, I think they said genetically engineered. Um, 
And then that what what I suppose is the part that pushes it to the limits is that they actually put you know the heads of real people upon these zombies. So you Sorry. have to shoot and kill uh, Sean Hannity. Um, what's his name? Uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, and then I as the boss battles proceed. You do, in, in fact, confront a Sarah Palin zombie and a Michelle Bachman zombie, which politics those aside. The, those <laughs> the big bosses. The big boss, of course, is Glenn Beck. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to admit that I was. Um, I mean, I know that like Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman are kind of in the media anyway, sort of depicted as like the Tea Party darlings. But at the same time, I'm like. I don't, is, is there a sex, the sexist kind of agenda? You know, like, I didn't, why am I shooting these two? You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, maybe he's a woman shooting. I don't know. It could just be something with me. But uh, that was something I, I felt in myself, and which I always think is, is worth noting, right, when you feel a certain tension. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, you, what you do is you shoot these people. It's not, I don't know, maybe it's funny, maybe it's not. But anyway, you are in the courtyard, you shoot your way up, you get these shotguns, you get a machine gun, you get, you know, melee weapons. I ended up with, like, this really awesome axe. But um, you are going into Fox News headquarters, and there's been a zombie apocalypse, okay? Like, the there's one uh, TV that's showing static, and, you know, it's not inhabited, it's not peopled. Uh, mm -hmm. It looks like it's been through some sort of, like... Uh, you know, a, a apocalypse. So you're going through and you're advancing up these different levels. And, and the, where I stopped anyway, I'm not going to say that you can't, you know, progress past a certain level, but where I finally was defeated, I could not get past Glenn Beck. He kept killing my ass. Did like, he cry he, on you? Oh my God. No, well not Glenn Beck. Maybe uh, John Bonner or Boner, whatever the guy's name is. I think, it, I think it's Boner, but <laughs> Boner, yeah, maybe if he, if he was in there. Uh, he, he already looks back. like a zombie anyway. That probably probably didn't have to do anything. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. All I know is Glenn Beck was this like fat ass zombie coming at me, and I am machine gunning him to death, and I could put him down on his butt. And they told me instructions once, and I didn't pay attention. Okay, like I'm like, okay, fuck, whatever, you know. You, you don't read all the rules every time you play. What the it's hell true. kind of gamer I, are you? I totally don't. And so I'm like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. You are so full of shit. I know. <laughs> and so yeah, don't, yeah, Alex. So anyway, I was like, I put him out on his butt, and I'm like, fuck, what am I supposed to do now? You know, because he keeps getting back up. I'm shooting him, getting back up. Anyway, he's, he killed me like four times in a row, and that's where I'm like, whatever, I, you know, I'm not that invested in this game, you know. Right. Uh, and he had a little blonde Fox News, you know, minion uh, with the giant boob. She was coming to get me, too. And so, you know, I could kill her, but he was impossible to kill. So um, what, what was interesting, too, and, and uh, having played through it, I can share it. If you kind of progress to a certain level, uh, they would give you sort of, um, well... Depends on your political bent, I suppose. Tea Party facts or, you know, statistics or, you know, most of Fox News people believe this or, you know, Tea Party proponents think this. So they were trying to intersperse this, this zombies must die, kind of trying to put it into a political context of giving you truth, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, I mean, it was fun. I didn't mind shooting these zombies. I just, I did feel a little uncomfortable 
killing real again quote unquote scare quotes i mean i didn't i mean i'm i'm popping sean hannity in the face you know i'm like i don't know what i think about this you know so anyway that's my <laughs> zombie news that's your zombie news there seems to be lots of zombies this 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 week i know zombies all the way down today i know <laughs> very cool i like it what's next do we um, have more news well, I think that's good for news. We don't want to take up all our time. Um, yeah, there's something else good on there. Let's, uh, let's bounce over to the issue of the week. Uh, what about my indie games? We can I talk played about indie, game indie games. We'll talk about the indie games after we talk about our issue of the week. What good. is our issue of the week? Well, it's not really an issue. Yeah, um, we don't have an issue. Okay, yeah, I'm like, am I missing it? It's not really an issue this week. Right. Um, we've been blabbering talk. for 45 minutes. Do you realize this? Sorry, I'm sorry. That was probably me going on way too long about Tea Party Zombies. But it was it was fun. That was an appropriate amount of time. Okay, thank you. Yes, that was. <laughs> um, well, I think that the, uh, it's not really an issue, but but what we're going to talk about this week is um, is basically kind of revisiting representation and it's not revisiting in any specific way, like a thematic way, um, mm-hmm. but it's more of revisiting representation and talking about some of the games that we've played this week. Mm-hmm. Cause Alex and I have been doing a lot of gaming together this week, oddly enough. Um, I don't think it's very odd. <laughs> it's so odd, you guys. What's going on? It's so odd. <laughs> it's been really nice cause Sam, no matter what, whether she ordered it and it's not going to come for a week or whatever, will have the game on that day. It's magical. Um, so, like, when's your game coming? Oh, not till next Saturday. And then she shows up on Wednesday with it. It's uh, yeah. it's very interesting how that all works out. But and then you yell at me for 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 having you blow through your yearly gaming budget in January. I told you I'm horrible at. I'm, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I know. I'll, like. <laughs> When I was a grad student, I was one of those people who could never like put things in layaway when layaway still existed. What's yeah. layaway? That's funny. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was my night right there. <laughs> What's layaway? You know, because I need I need everything now. Yeah. I, I have poor impulse control. Except um, when you are gaming, you have all of the control and patience in the universe. I don't understand it. No, well, but you know what, Samantha, I'm gonna I'm gonna accept because today I was doing uh, I was talking to one of my students, and we were talking about movies, and I've gotten so used to this like Amazon. I'm gonna stream it. You know, if I want to see it, I want to see it right now. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and same thing. And I thought to myself, this is becoming crazy. I'm becoming such a techno freak that if I can't have it immediately, I don't want it. Yeah, it's gotten to the point that I think I'm going to go ahead and cancel my Gamefly subscription because I can't even wait for shit to come yeah. to me from my queue. That uh, is what except happens for, with except Netflix. For, yeah. Yeah. Well, except for the fact that I can get stuff, you know, that is not going to show up in Redbox because it's kind of strange, obscure Japanese RPG shit. That would be um, a good place for it, that kind of Yeah, shit. and that's, that's not coming to Redbox. Redbox is, is only getting mainstream big ticket shit. Um, like... Dead Island. Which is understandable. I mean, they can only do so much. Right. They can only hold so many. Uh, So, so yeah, I have poor impulse control. So I run out to, at least now I've gotten to the point that I run to Redbox and, and, and rent it for a night or two while I wait for my copy to come instead of just buying it and ending up with two copies, which I have been known to do. Um, (laughs) 
never repeat that. Anybody who just heard that, never repeat that. It's not true. <laughs> I was going to say, not only is that true, it is true so often, it is ridiculous. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, <clears throat> so, well, I mean, and I think. The, the discussion tonight, I think, comes from this great post that Alex put up about representation of women on the blog today, um, which made me start thinking about other representations we've seen this week um, when she and I have been playing Deus Ex and, and uh, well, I guess for the last two weeks, Deus Ex and, and Dead Island. Um, so I started thinking about representation of not, well, African-Americans in general, but more specifically African-American women. Um, so there's another post that's going to be going up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of my, uh, my, my uh, response post to Alex's post. Um, I didn't want to steal her thunder, so I'll wait until tomorrow um, to post mine. But I think it's really interesting. But I guess that's kind of what I want to talk about. Um, and, and why I why I you know called Techland on their on their shit about Dead Island and feminist whore being a you know being some kind of rogue coder who wrote this offensive line mm-hmm. of code an offensive title for this fucking secret achievement yeah that was totally and completely intentional there and they just got caught um, and so. and it was oh god yeah they got caught mm-hmm. and it was and not caught in that somebody found out but. Somebody found out and thought it wasn't funny. Mm, okay. And that's that's what they're sorry for. They're sorry that, you know, everybody didn't go, hee, 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 feminist whore. That's what they're sorry for. I mean, because just in the in the game itself, in the four characters you can play, right? I mean, it's because it's got kind of your regular RPG, uh, your regular RPG categories. You've got your Berserker. You've got your... Um, your martial yeah, your martial mm-hmm. artist. Your, your berserker is going to be your melee uh, expert. You've got your um, knives and your, 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 knife, your knife expert and your gun expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got you've got the four genres covered right there, right? So you and and your characters are your melee expert. Your berserker is a black guy from New Orleans who is the son of a convict who died in prison and a crack whore, mm-hmm. and yeah, from the ninth war. He's from the ninth war in New Orleans, and you know, and he's from the ninth war. He's from the ninth war, bruh. Yeah, <clears throat> bruh. Yeah, and, it's, <laughs> and yeah. the characterization and the voicing is absolutely incomplete. And then he became a rapper. And he became a rapper, and his famous uh, and his famous rap song song is "Who, Who do, do You Voodoo, Voodoo Bitch?" bitch. Oh, yes. I yes on. That when I watched my thing on YouTube, my walkthrough, that song got stuck in my head. I'm like, voodoo, voodoo, voodoo bitch. bitch. And I'm like, this is so catchy. I hate it. <laughs> you know, about, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, immediately. Everything yeah. about that character is, like Sam was saying, is so ridiculous. I can't do the accent, but no. it's, oh man. Yeah, you you've just got to you've got you got to check it out. Just get a, you know maybe I'll put a, a link to the a, to a YouTube walkthrough or something so that you can actually hear the voicing um, in my post for in the morning. Um, and then you have your uh, your knife expert who is um, small Asian woman. It was a small Asian woman uh, who graduated at the top of her class because of course she's very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, yeah. 
um, there's there's question uh, there's there's mention of like uh, what is it like the like an Asian mafia kind of uh, thing going on, um, and there's there's all kinds of fun stuff involved with her as well, and she's your knife expert. Um, there is your gun expert who is who appears to be. Um, a woman of African descent, but is supposed to be half Aborigine, um, but does not look like an Aborigine. So clearly she's not, I don't think she's supposed to be half Aborigine, half white because she's, uh, you know, I mean, but that's not to say that all people who are half Aborigine, half or mixed race are, are light complected, but she's very dark complected. She's got braids. Um, she, she's very angry. She's very angry. She's very angry. Uh, I personally sort of like her characterization, but I don't know. I think I think her character has been a bit colonized mm, mm, okay. uh, because she has left all all quote unquote Aboriginal trappings behind and has kind of joined the mainstream society in such a way that she has even become law enforcement until she got angry and um, as as she says gelded a guy who molested a 14 year old um, and lost her job she gelded um, him oh, i wonder what that means she shot him in the junk man okay uh, yeah <laughs> i run yeah okay. uh so you know so th that's an interesting representation uh and then your uh martial arts ish expert um is uh an ex football player um, who loses his career after uh, drag racing uh, drunk. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, he's into pills and booze and, and, and fast women. And Mohawks. And Mohawks, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, I mean, and these are the characters that you, that you start out, these are the characters, the protagonists that you have to choose from to play the game. Okay. Um, and that doesn't even start to talk about the, the representations of, of, of other folks that you see uh, in the game itself. Yeah. You know, the women in the game are usually crying or bitching to high heaven because somebody's mm -hmm. done something that they don't approve of. Or they're trying to rip your throat out because they're a zombie. But that, oh, I don't think, counts. counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. It's it's very interesting to say the very least. So I mean, when we start talking and thinking about these representations in game, and not even talking about the gameplay itself, which is a whole other issue, we start talking about these representations in game. Mm -hmm. How they can say that feminist horror as a secret achievement was a mistake, mm -hmm. I I don't know. And, and don't the, know. the interesting thing is, is that when I, at first, I, I, I kind of liked it because the characters, before I listened to them, of course, because they had such a mix of representation. And I thought, you know, this is sort of interesting. You don't just have, you know, the sort of grizzled, muscular white guy that you, protagonist that you can play. Yeah. But, you know, they, they I, I, you know, had, had, a, had a diverse group of, of protagonists and I really liked it. And then, um, you get into their their stories, their little introductions that they do, yeah. and I think that's and I think we're at the point now where it's not just good enough to represent other races. Um, like at one, like we talked about, I think on the last podcast, like at one point, Laura Croft was so wonderful because she was the first representation we had. But we're so far past being the first representation of mm -hmm. Asian 
women especially, um, and, and other races and things, and that I don't think that there's an excuse for going to such ridiculous offensive stereotypes anymore right, mm-hmm. right. like like i want like uh, i guess i want to be fair and say like i like you know that we had a diverse group but it's yeah, yeah. i think i think we're beyond that i think we're way past that now yeah. which which is yeah. why i agree sam that that it's it's tough to believe that that feminist horror line didn't completely reflect the culture in their in their business oh absolutely Right. Yeah, because I mean, you you can't say, oh, we would never say feminist whore, you know, but you 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 got you know a rapper with a convict father and a crack whore mother, right? You know, I, mm-hmm. I find that difficult to believe. Mm-hmm. Who's also a rapper, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, interestingly you, enough, who interestingly yeah, who enough, who interestingly enough. Right. Who, interestingly enough, as I, as I haven't gotten to the end of the game, who is also oh, I sh- well, this is known early in the game. It's not a spoiler, but you know, turn your turn your turn your device down for thirty seconds if you don't want to hear this. Who's also immune to the infection of the zombies? Mm-hmm. So there's almost the implication that he himself is part zombie, mm-hmm. or these. Ca- I'm sure it's true of all the uh, of all the protagonists, mm-hmm. right? Because it would have to be to explain, you know, why you don't die. That they're immune to the virus. But the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I want to go through and play some of the other characters and figure out if they also have that same trait. Yeah, I want to play the Aboriginal one. I, I really liked her. And until you said the colonized thing, I really liked her character because she's like this sort of strong woman who sort of didn't fit into society and was, you know like F it which which I don't think like her characterization is perfect by any means but at least it didn't you know fall into the damsel in distress stereotype or the you know weak weak woman stereotype but yeah I think I think I, I you've changed my opinion I was gonna argue with you and now I'm not going to oh wow <laughs> wow Samantha wins that was a good point Score, score for the Samantha. And like to talk about representation. Okay, I got to talk about. I got to talk about Deus Ex. You know, because I was kind of excited. <laughs> I was kind of excited. I really was. I was kind of excited um, about uh, Deus Ex taking place. The first part of it, anyway, in Detroit, because I'm from ah. Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But of course, you know, it, it's. It's all crazy. It's all crazy and, you know, has these, it's, it's being rebuilt at this point, right? It's post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. you know, the same way that Detroit usually gets uh, represented, mm-hmm. but it's being rebuilt at this point. Um, so I was kind of excited about that. But when you actually get past a certain point in the game and start to wander around, this has been all over the internet, so I'm sure that you've seen it at this point. Um, you You come into contact with these NPCs that you get to you know, talk to you. And the way that these um, Detroiters, I suppose, <laughs> are portrayed <laughs> are very problematic, right? Because not only not only Detroiters, but I mean, specifically if the, the one that's hit the, the internet has been uh, the African-American woman, Letitia, mm-hmm. who is a bag lady slash trash lady. So she's picking the garbage can when you find her. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she has this step and fetch it caricature about mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, the the vernacular she uses, the intonation, the accent she uses, you know, as someone who done work in sociolinguistics and lived in Detroit for 30 years, I can tell you there ain't nobody in Detroit that talk like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so offensive. It is so problematic. Um, it, it's like, she sounds like uh, a step and fetch a drag queen because it's clearly... <laughs> If you listen at, at points, it's clearly a man who is doing this woman's voice as well. Either that or it's a woman who's been smoking cigars for 30 fucking years. But I'm pretty sure it's a man as well. Right. Um, so it's extremely problematic for a number of reasons. I'm not going to tell you too much about it, folks, because guess what? You can actually, if you read my blog post tomorrow, you'll get a chance to see the video as well. Or you can just look it up on YouTube if you're dying to see it right now. It's, uh, I am dying to see it right now. It's called Letitia the Trash Lady. Don't you do it because you got to turn it up to listen. And we don't want to hear it, Sarah. I won't. I won't. This might be a good time to uh, read one of the email shout-outs that we have because it's oh, about yeah. DSX and representation. Yes. What do you think, Sam? Fine. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, yeah. You want to read it or you want me to? You go for it. Okay, well, this I'm will sick be a- of saying day of sex. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, Well, we have an email from uh, Richard Jones um, about day of sex who said um, his email reads, uh, <clears throat> I'm glad you mentioned day of sex on the blog because the minority perspectives thread on the Something Awful forums has been a buzz about some of the issues with the game and how it treats non-white characters in the universe, which is a pity because it's it is otherwise a good game. I'll talk about that too in a minute. While the rest of the forum has been brushed aside, has brushed aside complaints about blatant minstrel show stereotypes, mammy caricatures, gang members who are unfamiliar with basic English words like suspicious, or our hero telling an Asian character that all that you people all look the same, or uh, the BBEG being a dragon lady caricature. Uh, as us being oversensitive, politically correct, or worse, ignorant of just how black people talk. God, where have I heard that? Uh, mm-hmm. Many of us have been uncomfortable <laughs> with how racist the game can be at times. I mean, and I think Richard is absolutely right here. I mean, yeah. the, what they have kind of tried to pawn off as environmental flavor mm-hmm is so problematic. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I mean, it's horrible. Um, you know, because you, you encounter these gang members um, even from the very beginning because, you know, I mean, they are who is working for, you know, the gang members are working for this this uh, guy that you're dealing with. Let's just say that. I don't want to tell too much about the, about the gameplay itself. Um, <laughs> and so you 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 get to not only kind of come into contact with them one on one, but you also get a lot of ambient conversation. Um, so you can't even avoid it. It is just kind of like you're deluged with it, kind of nonstop. Because it's a game that also requires, and this is always problematic for me, requires a lot of stealthiness. I'm a running gun kind of girl. I want to go in and blast the shit out of everybody and just. Yeah. Yeah, this is why this is why after playing Deus Ex and um Dead Island, I loved Deus Ex, 
But I don't know. I think if I think if, if I'm gonna buy one, I think it's gonna be Dead Island because I just want to smash the crap out of some people. I don't want to conserve bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dumb. I hate that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, you the game. The game really is very good. I think. Uh, yeah, in a lot it's of be- and it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful game. It's a good story. It's a there's a good story. Well, the way that I approached it is from what I'd read from reviews in terms of Deus Ex is that it was offering viewers they were saying an unprecedented unprecedented amount of choice. No. Now, well, no. yeah, I mean, okay, I mean, whatever that means. You know what I'm saying? Although so that, we just we didn't play for, yeah. through very much, so maybe the beginning is more restrictive. It could be, you know, but the, what, what was being touted is Deus Ex Human Revolution is giving you players sort of this open world and they are dictating within certain parameters the the narrative and how it will proceed. That's just not at all the feeling I'm getting. Sam? Yeah. You're further I mean, than I am. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm wondering. Because there are points where you are asked questions. I mean, even at the very beginning, Alex, I mean, where you're asked, how do you want to proceed? Do you want to, you know, do you want to, you know, run and gun and do this kind of, kind of secretly? Do you just want to go through the front door and blast shit? I mean, and I answered the, you know, I don't want to, I'm not stealthy. I don't want to do the stealthy thing. And they're still forcing me to be stealthy. Right. Um, which has been problematic. And, I, and I've got, way too many hours in and I'm at a point that now I'm going to have to go back and restart from the beginning because I've saved over my good save spot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, I saved over my good... That's a stupid thing to do, folks. Never do that. Well, like, I saved over my good save spot and now I'm stuck someplace where I clearly need to be stealthy for and I can't go back. Um, so I'm going to have to start over again. Um but, you know, that being said, I, I don't know that there's a whole lot of choices. I don't think they know that there's necessarily, I, mean, I won't say a whole lot of choice. There is choice, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that there's necessarily more choice than we've seen in other RPGs in the past. Right. I think maybe there's more choice than we generally see in first-person shooters. And that's okay. because this, oh, this, yeah. this feels very much like another one of the blended genre games. It's not just a first-person shooter. And I think that that's why I can actually play it. Um, I rarely play first-person shooters anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because I'm getting older, my reflexes are slowing down. <laughs> um, but it has RPG elements. Um, and you would think, you know, since my reflexes are, are slowing down, that I would appreciate the stealthiness. Um, the only part of the stealthiness I like is, like, being able to go into a heavily populated uh, enemy air area and uh, use my elbow blades to like shake the shit out of somebody, but you know that's a whole other story. <clears throat> yeah, I think, and I think you're right. I perhaps my issues with the gameplay are more because I'm just not ready for a for to get involved in a game right now, and I think you have to be pretty involved in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more about like. I have 45 minutes, I just want to shoot the crap out of somebody. Or more, mm-hmm. or even better, I want to smash the crap out of some heads with an oar. Um, mm-hmm. Or a pipe, or something. So, maybe I'll give it a, I'll give it a try, maybe over Christmas break again, and or, or, or fall break. I was like, Christmas break? Sorry, fall break. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's so far away. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, like, that's what I was responding to in terms of the mm-hmm. context of my, my, you know, my blog was about, well, we talked about religion and games, right. and I saw this as like this sort of interesting. Right. Uh, this idea that, that that games to me, what I said in my blog is that it seems to me 
one of the ultimates in gameplay that a lot of designers, uh, conceptualists, whatever, are heading towards is, you know, choice. The more choice a player has, the better, quote unquote, the game will mm-hmm. be. And so that's what I was responding to because, you know, ultimately I was saying that's sort of metaphoric of if you, you know, if you're Christian or whatever, that, that we have a creator who is giving us choice and kind of playing with us. So anyway, anyway, that's why that game stuck out to me, I think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, kind of in a nutshell, you know, Richard writes in his email about, you know, what's going on in the, in the something awful for us. And I, and I think that you guys that are, that are feeling uncomfortable about, uh, comfortable about what he calls this minstrel show are kind of spot on. Um, the shit's just not right. I mean, there is, it is so problematic in many ways, right? And, And the ways that we see folks of color, um, represented in games is not only with their character and their caricature, but, you know, also kind of, you know, with their linguistic differences, right. You know, and, and and the exaggeration, extreme exaggeration, exaggeration to the point of being absolutely fucking ridiculous most times, Mm -hmm. um, of, of especially black folks and and Asian folks. Um, And of course, you know, all, all folks of color, when you talk about black folks or mammies or whores. So, you know, you're either the hot and top Venus with exaggerated, with exaggerated asses and, 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 and other kind of sexualized features, or you are, you know, the mammy character. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, and it's the same thing we're seeing over and over again in these games. And people are failing to see it as problematic. Um, you know, and and the folks that you know that say you're just being politically correct or being oversensitive, or are ignorant of saying that you're being ignorant of just how black people talk. No, they're being they're being fucking insensitive, politically incorrect, and they are the ones who are completely ignorant of just how black people talk. Because hello, <laughs> I'm black and I don't talk like that. <laughs> well, I think one of the other things too, uh, in response to Richard's um, point at the end about people saying that we're oversensitive and we're trying just trying to be politically correct mm-hmm. and so forth is that we can't separate these things from their sort of historical and cultural positions. Mm-hmm. So perhaps, you know, a black person who talks like a black person does in the, in the game. Right. But you have to sort of look at like the wider implications of how these stereotypes have been used against races and to be dismissive and to tear other people down um, it's not, it's not just about representation. It's about what that representation does to real people, I guess. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. Um, and I well, think the context. the context. Yeah, the context. So like, I think about, I think about, okay, so a woman has bigger boobs in, in this game than they, than a, she would in real life or a smaller waist. Like that in and of itself is nothing. But if mm-hmm. you put it in the context of how women have, you know, like the the male gaze and how women have been constantly um, put up as these sexual objects and not just sexual objects, but sexual objects in order to strip them of any power they could possibly have and, and, and putting them in a culture that rapes them and so forth, right? Like that's the problem. It's not necessarily that the waistline's smaller or that, or that this person's using words that this person's not using. I think it's the, Mm -hmm. it's the real implications that it has for us. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a little high horsey. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I don't think so at all. Because because I don't think that you can look at these games. I mean, 
you know, we talked about the male gaze in my class. I mean, I don't think you can take a look at these games. And we talked about Laura Croft, giant breasts, tiny waist. I mean, you cannot look at these games without their larger implications. I mean, I think it's irresponsible. And I think as gamers, it it's sort of our responsibility to say, yes, we do see these within a context. Right. You know, we, we see, you know, the guys with the giant muscles and we understand what that could mean for a 15 year old male, you know, who doesn't look like that and what it might mean to him or look at, you know, Laura Croft or, you know, whatever games we're playing and, and how these games are going to impact us. I think we have to look at how the real world applications are. Right. Cause they could say, they could say like, Oh, lighten up, you know, it's just a game, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is like, it's, it's not, <laughs> you know, like it, right. it, it yeah. it's not a joke. It has really serious implications for, and I, for us. And I think that it is important that we are the ones who say that because we're the ones that play them and we're saying, we are saying back to the people who design them and we're saying, listen, this is not what we want. We want things that are valid or real. You know, like, you know, yeah. we didn't get to the indie game. I played uh, Ruin Spell Overture, okay, and is what my indie game was. And I'm, I was sitting there and I was, I was playing through it and I'm like, God, you, you rarely see someone overweight in a video game. Right. And if they are, they're 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 Ill, they're evil. They're villainous, or stupid. Often, often, yeah, or stupid. And what the average size of of most women is like a 16, 14? Yeah, I, think I mean, 16, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, <laughs> we don't look like what these games are offering us, right? No. Right. So um, it is important for us to take a look. We are the voice of. But that's why I. That's at least for myself. I know it's not just being sensitive or like paying lip service to some political correctness. Mm -hmm. Um, that, and, and that's how I would say that's where the, those types of people's arguments will fall apart every single time. So that's what you can say back to them, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm yeah, absolutely, I agree a hundred percent, you know, I mean, oh. until we see, well, even in, I would say gamers, uh, in games, advertising, whatever, until we see who we are re reflected back to us, it's just a bunch of crap. Well, and that's why I wrote, that's one of the reasons I wrote the blog that I did this week, because you're never going to be able to represent, no, everybody, you know, like not everybody's going to see yourself in their character. Right. And there may not be some universal law that we can apply or give to game developers, say, use this law and you won't offend anybody, right? That doesn't exist. But I think right. that what we can do Instead of just instead of just criticizing, which I think we do, the three of us do quite well, which is to go beyond and look at the people who are, are doing it well. Like we've talked a lot about the longest journey um, mm -hmm. on the on the podcast that we talked about on the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, and other games who who um, do do representations um, well, which and then hopefully uh, I I think that that maybe will be a helpful guide for, um, game developers. Like I heard so many, who's the, who's the woman on Longest Yard? Is that April, April Ryan? April Ryan. So I heard, um, when I was looking through forums, uh, a couple of days ago before I was writing this post, so many people thought April Ryan was the best video game protagonist of all time. Huh. Um, like people really, even like, uh, not even on, um, like female specific sites or anything. Mm -hmm. People were saying like how she's one of the most rounded out realistic characters um, and, yeah. and I think like that sort of positive feedback mm -hmm. coupled with the negative feedback to the constant mm. white male protagonist, um, mm -hmm. would maybe, would maybe get some 
new protagonist made for us. Anyway. Anyway, yes. Well, mm -hmm. I think that uh, that was kind of a, a good segue. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Into our indie game of the our indie games of the week, um, and I know that uh, Alex is dying to tell us about what she's been playing. Well, not dying. Um, I played uh, uh, Puzzle Pirates. That was my indie game of the week. It was um, free on Steam, so uh, I think it's still free on Steam right now. Um, yeah, it is, and. Uh, it's a really weird game. It's another one of those blended genre games. It mm -hmm. reminds me a little bit of um, a little bit of a Tiny Bang Story, Tiny Bang mm. Planet, uh, or whatever it was. Um, mm -hmm. Tiny and, Bang Story. Yeah, Tiny Bang mm -hmm. Story. In that you sort of have like this wider narrative that you go in and play these little puzzles, which seems to be huh. a recurring trope in these indie games that I'm playing, as I find. Mm -hmm. um, and but it also has sort of like a like a, um, a MMO component to it. Like, right, it does. Right, so like that's sort of like another interesting level, so it's like three different genres. Um, I, and then also has like a Sims element to it where you play these puzzles, you get money, and then you can like kind of, you know, buy furniture and stuff for your, um, your what do they call it? Your home, but yeah, I don't know, it has some sort of funny name. So uh, it's really... It's interesting. I think that if I were maybe in my teens or something, I would find it much more compelling. Or maybe like middle school. I, I, um, I would find it much more compelling. I, Ouch! I, I, no, 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 no. I mean, it's just sort of wholesome, right? It is very, you know, it's very wholesome. And I have to say, because I played Puzzle Pirates. You said Pirates. you played it. Right, because I was actually in a, in a, in a community, and I won't say too much because I don't know how much I'm supposed to say. I was actually with a community with the with the with the designer of Puzzle Pirates. So even from mm. the kind of early stages when the beta test, and this was years ago when the beta testing was just starting, and um, and and some of the early work was being done, I played a lot of Puzzle Pirates. I played a lot of Puzzle Pirates one because I wanted to help them beta test it, and two. Um, Simply because, you know, it was a lot of, it's, it's kind of like there are games in there that are kind of like bejeweled kind of games yeah. and other kind of flashy click through, you know, uh, mm. kind of flashy. Spatial uh, games and, and mm. puzzly games. And right. And there's lots of puzzle games. Um, and there is the MMO component where you have to, you know, you go on and you, you walk around and you interact with other people and you go into like the little pub and you play you know, what looks like a, a drinking game at the table, but then you open it up and it becomes a game that you're more familiar with, another puzzle game that you're more familiar with. So I played a lot of it, a like, a long time ago. Well, I'm glad and I said I liked it now. That would have been embarrassing <laughs> if I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, anyway, keep going. <laughs> but it's good for casual gaming. It's good for yes. just kind of, you know... I need to I need to chill out. It's not one of those I need vodka and to bash the shit out of zombie <laughs> day games. Right. Right. That we all have. And if you don't want to admit it, so what? I will. <laughs> what I like about it too, it's, it's, it's like you're saying, it's one of those that you can go to and play for 15 minutes and get a lot out of it. Because sort of like the games you have in your phone, like you right. don't have to invest a ton in it in order to have fun. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but it is wholesome. And, it is. It is wholesome. It's pretty wholesome. That's okay. I, I think, think that's great. In fact, all of the um, indie games that I've reviewed so far have been totally wholesome. So, 
mine was mine was uh, you know i alluded to it before it's it's rune spell uh, overture now i am a huge uh let me get let me see gauntlet i loved gauntlet on a ps2 i don't i didn't play it in 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 the uh, arcade but i did play gauntlet with my cousin and and, and you know a lot of the games that we nostalgically think back upon are probably games that it depends on who we played with or the you know where we, where we were doing it but sure. uh gauntlet for me has warm memories so i was like oh you had to get runes you know and gauntlet i'm gonna play rune spell overture so i play this game and um which was interesting because instead of having straight up battles like sword fights i don't know if you guys either one of you you know, yeah, we, re- we reviewed it a couple weeks ago, I think. Did you? Oh, all right. Well, apparently I'm behind. But anyway, okay. with, 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 the, with, the, with the card game thing, I mean, well, what? Did, I mean, that to me was the most compelling. I don't know poker. You know what I mean? Like this, but it was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, totally wholesome. I, I don't mean to retread it's- where we've been, but I, I, I played, you know, quite a ways in it. I was completely enwrapped. Yeah. But I, but I've told you before I don't really like those strongly violent ones I don't I don't like having to like kill you know I mean, that's why I was like oh this is fun I have to have like a like a card showdown like this to me was very appealing you know I, I'd rather do that than which is probably why um, Deus Ex Human Revolution you know like I don't I, first person shooters I just I, is there something else I can do it's that's more creative yeah yeah. It's not for me, so I didn't mind the little like card game showdown. I liked it. I liked it. Now yeah, that I've played I it, but I, I, I appreciate well, that you liked it. Why did you not <laughs> like it? I like bashing the shit out of zombies. Oh, you like to like fucking straight up kill people, but I, I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. I can. I, I like that other people like that kind of game. I want that kind of game to exist in the world. Well, and 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 I don't know what it means to me that I. Don't you know? Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's great. Um, I don't know where we're going next. Do you, Sam, do you have an indie game? No. Okay. Uh, uh, we there's a couple of really interesting issues on the um, uh, in the, in the viewer in the rest of the viewer mail or listener mail. Uh, there's one that I want to save, um, because I have to do um, yeah. This this there's something that uh Carl asked about hyper-masculinity in video games. Um, and I have to do a research uh, presentation in a couple weeks on masculinity and hyper-masculinity. So if we could, mm-hmm. if we could uh, put a pin in that one and save that, I, I, have a, I have lots of great things to say about that. Well, you know what? We're going to hold off on Carl altogether because he also, he also asked specifically, he had two emails in mm-hmm. um, in the last couple of weeks, which I think is great. And Carl, we're really going to get Carl. to your emails. <laughs> uh, and, and see, we are so interested in your email, Carl, that we're, we're, we're holding off to do more research to answer your question because his <laughs> other question <laughs> was specifically about Persona 4, which I have rented from Gamefly 15 freaking times and never played. <laughs> But I just got it in the mail again yesterday, and I'm gonna make Alex Lane sit down yeah, with like, me and play through Persona, Persona Four. Should we make then, a, Should we make that our next Wednesday game? We can make that our next Wednesday game, okay. or we can make that our tomorrow game while we're working on our uh, conference proposal. Okay. Um, you guys, what is it? Bullet Storm. You should no, tell. You, you should tell 4. Carl 
how sad you were when you read the teaser on the email. Yeah, Carl, you really hurt my feelings <laughs> because he wrote this. He wrote this. He wrote. He wrote us this email, and the teaser came across on my phone, and only like the first line uh, came across. And it's, it starts out. The, there's one sentence, and the first two words of the uh, first three words of the second sentence came across, and it was, "All right, just finished listening through all your episodes. Kind of disappointed because." And I was and like, "Oh my off. god! <laughs> like, what do we do to Carl?" What are we doing? <laughs> um, but the rest of the sentence is now I don't have anything to pl- to uh, to play Civ Five or Angry Birds to, which really made me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> Carl, see now you got a new episode, um, and we'll always be here for you, um, <laughs> at least until we kill each other. <clears throat> well, no, I I'm can't even get through a day guys. where Sam doesn't threaten to slap the shit out of me. However, there's another person that she sees just as often as me, and she threatens to stab the shit out of him. So I feel like I'm still on her good side. Listen, listen. I've already told you. I am an hour and a half to the north. If Samantha's going to kill you, you come up here. Can I bring some Go by the lake. Yeah, I got you covered. All right. All right. Done. Now, Now, Samantha, we were talking prior to this podcast. Do we drop the... That's right. Are we done with everything else? I think we are, right? Well, yeah. Not, I think, I think you guys like, think it's time, guys. Gone. Are we gonna Are we gonna drop our little free? Oh, let's yeah. Let's uh, talk about. Let's talk about what. Yeah. Let's or talk should we do the deals that. real quick? Well, yeah. Well, there's oh, that. Maybe. Let's do deals for for broke ass gamers. Okay. okay. So I'll so go through super quick. Deal for a broke ass gamer out there. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That can that would be perfect. Okay, super quick. On Steam, go. the Need for Speed franchise games are 50 to 75% off. And um, the other cool thing that's happening is there's Steam trades now, which are just um, uh, where you can uh, trade Steam gifts in games. Uh, Valve games, Team Fortress 2, Portal 2, Spiral Knights, uh, Three Rings, and Sega. You can trade uh, items and inventories with other users, which I think... Maybe it isn't cool right now, but it could be really, really freaking cool if you can trade things with other users in games going forward from there. So I think that's pretty awesome. Amazon, Black Ops is 10 bucks off, and then buy one, get one free on select games, Fallout, a bunch of Mario games, and a bunch of Lego games. Done. Go. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So here's the deal. The mm-hmm. ultimate deal, deal for a broke-ass gamer. <laughs> <laughs> we are hosting our first. Yes. First of at least two. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. yes. Kind of contest kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, you already listened to us. What we want you to do is post a comment on iTunes. And what we're going to do is on our next show, we're going to use mm-hmm. a random number generator mm-hmm. and choose... From the uh, the comments posted on iTunes under our iTunes feed, um, choose a winner, and what does that winner get? How about this? Yeah, the, she she it will she, get she. Uh, will get a, a free copy of uh, DSX Human Revolution. There you go. You, you get your own DSX. DSX. Just for listening to us. And leaving a comment on iTunes. That's about the best deal you ever get. They say there's That's no free lunch. There's really no free video games. So free video games. That's sixty bucks, man. Come on. That's a sixty buck free benefit. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. 
So what's what? Yeah, let's do it. That's the contest. That's our contest for this week, and it's not even our contest. All you got to do is listen to us, which you already do, and, and comment. Mm-hmm. Tell us how great we are. Tell us what you're <laughs> that is totally and completely up to you. Don't forget that I'm a little sensitive. Uh, yeah, remember. Jeez, oh man. <laughs> wow, mining for positive comments for Alex. Yeah, I am. And so, and just 14 short days from now, mm-hmm. we will choose a winner using a random number generator. We will not stack the deck. Alex has already asked if she can win. The answer is no. They have, no. they have, uh, they have uh, cut off all ways that I would, could possibly cheat. That's right. No. <laughs> I'll keep no thinking husband. about it, though. There's no husband. There are no dogs. No dogs. <laughs> Smalls may Lane is going to win. <laughs> Smalls may not win. <laughs> Can Peanut win? Oh, shit. I already got a copy. I don't think you want... I don't know if you want Peanut playing Deus Ex. I'm just no, <laughs> But even if you are... Or maybe you already own the game. It doesn't matter. You can always resell it on eBay. We don't care. We're just saying, here's the game. You comment to us. You got it. I care. You, you sell it on eBay, gift it to your mom, trade it in a GameStop. That is totally and completely on you. Mail it to Glenn Beck. Mail it to no. Glenn Beck. <laughs> no, because, well, it's true. He does. He is still okay because I did not beat the boss. That's battle. right. Sarah couldn't, uh, Sarah couldn't beat the boss. I, I couldn't follow through. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I tried. Well, I think that's a great deal. That is. So do I. Awesome. Cool, Leo. Easiest free game you ever got. So that brings us to the end of our 17th episode of the Not Your Mama's Game of Podcast. Come on, we're almost at episode 20. It's almost time to party again. That's right. We're going to have to get together and drink again. We need a a better system, though. We need a better system. Like, we should do it because I wasn't drunk enough, I don't think. I seriously doubt that. We need a better alcohol delivery system. I totally to think mom. that Samantha was was damn near drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring a bottle of tequila next time. Woo! We're doing it. We're getting. Mm. We're doing it right. Yeah. Mm. Sam, <laughs> Sam, I don't care about the noises you're making right now. I'm bringing a bottle of tequila. <laughs> a bucket, yo! Come on. Oh. Okay. Episode twenty. Episode Get 20. ready, guys. What do we have? What like three and a half? <laughs> Well, a month and a half or something. <laughs> Episode three. It's going to rock. Uh, it's 18, great. 19, 20. Yeah. Six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. Good Lord. And if you listen, we'll get you a t-shirt. <laughs> you can't just be making these promises. Let's stick to the game. <laughs> I'm, totally, I'm totally like raising the stakes. Okay. Anyway. Just raising the stakes. If you listen, we get you a t-shirt. We're not getting everybody a t-shirt, man. <laughs> we'll get you a t-shirt by letting you go to the store and buy it yourself. That's right. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> episode, episode 20, we're going to release T-shirts. I still haven't gotten my damn T-shirt, Alex Lane. <clears throat> Alex Lane. I well, you know, am just such a them. horrible person. We should just put them on Cafe Press. If somebody wants them, they can buy them. No, she gave me money to get her a shirt. Oh. it's a, Never mind. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, good. I, I, there's absolutely <laughs> no reason I haven't gotten that back to you, other than that I'm very lazy and I forget things. Oh, man. I didn't, I, nobody I even promised t-shirt. me a damn shirt. That's true. We need, we you need guys are like Tweedledee, Tweedledum. Alex, you need t-shirts for feminisms and rhetorics. Uh, yes. In fact, I might get a tattoo for that. <gasps> We're going to broadcast live when Alex gets a tattoo. A not your mama's gamer t- 
tattoo. I've, I've never had a tattoo. Yeah, Do you think it'd be weird if I waited till 26 and then tattooed the name of our podcast on myself? No, no. right on your butt. Miss we'll, we get a, we'll get the symbol. Alex, oh, wait, don't, okay. Don't, don't tell anybody. If you do it, I might do it, too. Okay. Don't okay. Do it, too. Shh. Actually, well, you know what? I, you know what? I might. I'll have to get my tetanus shot first, though. Oh, come on. damn tetanus oh, shot. kids. These kids. Do you know how many tattoos I have already? You don't need a tetanus shot. You know how shot. much dirt I ate when I was a kid? Well, I haven't had a tetanus shot in, like, 15 years, so I should probably have one. <sighs> All right, folks. You don't need to hear any more of this. Thank you very much for joining us for the 17th episode of gamer podcast if you want to leave us questions or comments um or just tell us suggestions suggestions. suggestions. i love that um feel free to email us at nymgamer at gmail.com um like us like our page on facebook facebook.com slash nymgamer uh follow us on twitter at at nymgamer um or definitely visit our blog often um, and read our read our great uh, posts in between episodes mm-hmm. at nymgamer.com. Um, and join us next week, uh, definitely, where we will be talking um, about something that we will announce on the blog. <laughs> and revealing our winner. And, re- and revealing the winner. That's the most important part. That's right. Revealing the winner of our contest and the winner of the free copy of Deus Ex. Oh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see what system they need it for, 360 or PlayStation 3. Well, we'll That's right. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It, whatever it is, we will find you. Yep. yep. We'll get it done. We'll, we'll find you and have it shipped to you. Absolutely. Maybe we'll have Sarah uh, deliver it to your house. <laughs> we could tie it to Smalls. <laughs> She's like a homing pigeon. <laughs> So, once again, folks, thanks so much for joining us for this episode. Please join us next time. And until then, game on. (laughs) Bye. Bye.